I'm Tucker, and this is Scene Play. On this episode, we are doing the first of two for uh, an arc that is Ghost Lines. Ghost Lines is a game that's by John Harper, and I hope that you all like it. Um, things to know about this show, there is some violence against ghosts, and that is the main thing, so... I hope you all enjoy it, and I'll see you on the other side. Yep. I am recording. Recording is happening. And you're not going to have an echo now, Kat. It's so good. Let's go to Time.in. What, ex- what an exciting time for you. This is great for me. I'm really excited not to disappoint Tucker again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on 48 and 5 seconds. Ooh. That sounded off. <laughs> that was, I heard three distinct claps, including oh, mine. Me too. So. Really? I heard mine and then two others, which is generally good because that's lag, but we'll see. I heard, I heard, I heard clap, three. Clap, clap, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the great thing I line up the audio by the claps, so it sounds like we do well most of the time, regardless, unless it's really egregious. <laughs> okay. Should um. we try again? It sounded kind of egregious this time. Okay, we can try it again. Um, let's go with 40. Let's go with 50. Yeah. <laughs> we're not good at this. No, we're not. So much worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, man. Let's play this game. Yeah. Hey. I'm Tucker, and this is Scene Play. We're going to be playing Ghost Lines today, which is a game by Surprise, John Harper. And my pronouns are he, him. And something I've been excited about recently is, hmm. Oh, I played a few days ago, or played, interacted with, read the interactive novel called Sears Isle. And... It was beautiful and heartwarming and really quite cool. So I would definitely recommend it. It's called Sears Isle. Hi, I'm Kat. I use she, her pronouns. And um, I don't know, something I'm excited about. I I went to the gym yesterday with um, beloved guest on the pod, Kaylee Dickinson. (laughs) who is <laughs> so much more athletic than I am. And I hurt so much today. And she's been texting me like, that was so much fun. And I'm like, what do you mean it was so much fun? You just got to yell at me for an hour. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Uh, I'm Nico. I use he, him, or they, them pronouns. Um, I'm looking forward to going home because it's almost winter break at CW, which means I get to go back to California for a few weeks. Visit me. Yeah, I would. I would love to. I will see. I will. I will. I just need to decide to make that happen. I guess essentially. (laughs) Fair enough. Considering I have nothing else to do, that's essentially the only thing that prevents me from doing it. Which means it could not. It might not happen. (laughs) Because fair enough. (laughs) Planning is hard. (laughs) Yes. Something I'm not looking forward to, which has to happen in the next week or so before I leave, is I have to cut. I have to clip my cat's nails. So. (laughs) Bucky's really good at that. Just a humble brag about my cat there. Queen Mab yeah. hates it. And I have only 
<laughs> I have not cut her nails yet. I have only helped helped hold her down while my roommate did. So like, we'll see how I do by myself. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna get hurt. It's just not gonna be the, an enjoyable time. No. <laughs> And so we're, like I said before, we're playing Ghost Lines, which is a game by John Harper. This is set in the same universe as our Blades in the Dark game, which is very fun, but we're going to be playing different characters. Generally, Ghost Line calls for one GM. Uh, Tucker is tired, so he's going to, as he normally does, uh, share the weight as best he can with other friends. Now I'm talking about myself in the third person. <laughs> and yeah, so Ghost Lines is about bulls which are people who work on the electro-rail trains that connect the various cities of the Great Empire of Akaros. And the bulls, which are the characters that we'll be playing, are people who work on top of and around the train to keep ghosts out, um, ghosts that break through the lightning walls that generally will protect the train. And... We'll, so we'll talk a little bit about those characters in a second. Uh, but I want to put this out at the beginning. What we are planning to do on this game is to reveal the, or not reveal, but hint at and discover a little bit about the main antagonist um, or terrible force that is going to be more present in the other, in the Blades game as we go forward. And so these three characters are going to run in to that terrible force. Mm. Mm. Um, the only question is, how are those shadow eels going to get out of the uh, canals and into this train? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, that is that is how I've been setting things up. Um, and we'll we'll see if we Do have they fly. Some are they ghost flying shadow some eels? Ghost flying shadow eels. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> it. I'm so for it. Uh, so I'll introduce my character first. So uh, the way that bulls work is they come from anywhere within the empire and they have a badge name, which is the name that they're referred to when they're in the field and often the only name that the other bulls will know them by. So my character's badge is Scapa and her name is Colette. Um, she uses she, her pronouns. She is originally from Eruvia. Aruvia is the great desert empire to the south. Um, it was conquered by Akaros, but it is still very, um, still like pretty much unknown in Akaros proper. And the people are strange and act in different ways than one would expect. Uh, Colette is, pro is like middling height. Um, she is pretty excited. She's pretty young. She's probably. 19 ish which is much much younger than most bulls and this is her first time on the rails and despite everything she's heard she is excited to be here because it's really hard to knock down spirits like that mm. cat do you want to tell sure. us about your character a little bit my character's name is arvis and um and her badge is slain She's also from Aruvia, the, the desert kingdom that has since been conquered by Akaros. And um, I think she she is in the previous royal family, which now I assume is no longer really in power. So I think they I think they do have some power, if I remember. Um, All right. Well, she's from the side that. of the family that 
is not currently in power. <laughs> you got it. Love it. Because <laughs> she's salty about the fact that uh, that she could have been a queen, but is instead essentially like a manual laborer on a train. Oh, so. you, you know what? You know what definitely happened. You were you were in line to be the queen, and when mm-hmm. Akaros came in, there's like there was like a secondary noble family that mm. is their puppet noble family that dethroned you, and really they just do whatever Akaros tells them. Yes, but, yeah. I like that. I could have been a queen if it hadn't been for several major <laughs> political events. <laughs> yeah, that's her catchphrase. <laughs> she says often. Um, and I'd say she's probably in her 30s. So she's been doing this maybe 10 years, but is like every year gets more and more angry and more and more wants to take back her throne. All right. All right, uh, my character, the name on her badge is Kinclaith, uh, and her name is Kale. She hails from Severos, and she's been doing this for a long-ass time. She is a master bull, so uh, probably been doing this for a couple of decades. I would put her age at, I don't know, honestly, like 50s, early 50s perhaps. Mm-hmm has sur- lasted this long through a combination of uh, sheer determination to not die and luck, obviously. So good. So good. All right. Um, trying to come up with structure on the fly here. I should have thought about this more. So. Well, what line are we working? You can start with what that. What line? Yeah. You guys talk about that. I need to think. There have a couple things that I've floating in my head that I need to write down. Hmm. All right. Well, Nico, if, do we if we want to get some hint at our main game antagonist, we should probably do some kind of uh Akaros line, right? Right, like White Hollow to Dustfall or Wintercliff. I mean, we could just do the pass. We were talking about it earlier and how <laughs> The Ravencourt to Wintercliff pass. Yes. <laughs> It, it, I mean, it. it seems to me like there's a good chance that our, our antagonist is hiding out somewhere in that. You mean the water-based eels are hiding in the mountainous region in the center of the continent? In the disused in the disused rail lines, absolutely. And remember, they can <laughs> fly. These are flying <laughs> shadow <laughs> eels, so they don't need to be water-based. You're, you're completely right. <laughs> and yes, what is air if not water that's far apart from each other? I mean, a number of other things, but I suppose. <laughs> but in this world, who knows? Honestly. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do the pass. Yeah. Going through the mountains. Sounds good. So we're going from Ravencourt to Whitecliff, and Wintercliff. Wintercliff, the words. And so I think the way we're gonna start is. Do we want to come in in medias res with some action, or do we want to meet the characters first? How are people feeling one way or the other? I feel like action. All right, let's do it. Get a couple of just get a couple of dice rolls out of the way, and then we don't have to worry about it for the rest of the. Right, we just need to do our two dice rolls, and then we're set for the rest <laughs> of the game. <laughs> I will. I'm going to make it my mission to steer myself towards as many dice rolls as possible. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, f- I forget. And I'm one of the GMs, so I get some. T- <laughs> you are one of the GMs. We're all GMs. It's so fun. I've never been a GM. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's set up. That's the thing I want to do. So let's say. So there's sometimes the 
um, everything here will refer to uh, the GM. Let's say, I was going to say the GM is the person to the right of you. That's not very helpful given that. (laughs) So. Well, I mean, if we think about it in a circle, Mm -hmm. Tucker, you're kind of to the right of me. And then Nico's to the right of you. (laughs) In what way? How is that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you mean like in our physical positions on the planet? Yeah. Right. I'm thinking if like right means counterclockwise. Okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So, Kat, I'm your GM. Yeah. And then, me. So that would mean that Nico's my GM. Yes. And Kat I will ask for rolls every five seconds. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no. But only from Tucker. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. And then Cat will ask for no rolls from me, so I'll. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, oh, like mo- most of the time, we won't need to use that fact because I trust us to improvise kindly together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when, like, specific, when you're doing a roll and it specifically says the GM will do this, you're yeah. just, you, you know who your GM is. That's you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Nico's GM. Yep. Yes. And I'm Cat's yeah. okay. GM. Feel the power. Mm-hmm. I feel good. <laughs> all right so we are just leaving Wintercliff, and i think that nico i think that kale has a sixth sense for when a ghost is coming ghost coming yeah yeah so i think that that's definitely what happens uh i so i think we're coming around a hill and there is just and there is on the tracks ahead of the train within the lightning field somehow um we know that somehow sometimes this happens they just sort of slip in through a crack in one place or the other but there is a ghost and cat do you remember how we were describing ghosts in the first game that we played that we ended up scrapping um balls of fuzzy gaseous light yeah, do you want to describe this one for me? It's a ball of fuzzy gaseous light. <laughs> nice. Good. Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, it in one. <laughs> I'll be a better player. Um, Any particular color? <laughs> yeah. It's it's slipping through the the gap in the lightning force and and it's an old powerful ghost, so it's it's kind of um, not entirely transparent like when you leave water out and it stops being is not science it's like dusty it's a dusty old ghost that's kind of like a milky pink color it looks Mm, wrong delicious we love that all right uh nico i would bet that you're gonna be the one leading us against yes this ghost cat do you have the pdf in front of you i do do you want to look on? It's the second page, and mm-hmm. you're you are Nico's GM, so you're going to ask him some questions. Uh, and yeah, we'll do we'll do rolls in a second, but let's let's ask the questions and do the roll first. All right. Um, so we know Nico is a master bo- line bull, so we can mm-hmm. move down. Uh, so does that mean I get plus three here? You get plus yes, yeah, so you get plus three to start. Wow. All right. Wowie. Nico, you're leading this. Do you have a bull in every other role? Um, a rook, a spider, and an owl? No. We don't have enough. 
So take negative one. Yes. So we're at plus two right now. Do you hold an anchor lottery? Uh, I don't exactly know what that means, but I decided that I would be the anchor. So So I'm just going to say yes. So yes. Great. Oh, I, I understand. Like The idea is, like, did someone just happen to draw the lot? Right, people anchor. don't people don't want to be anchors against yeah. the ghosts. Well, I volunteered this time, I think, just mm-hmm. because of the, the new because of the newbie. Hi. <laughs> don't All get right. used to it. <laughs> cool. And then, do the other bulls swear to follow your orders without hesitation? Do you? I will. I probably won't. <laughs> Love that. Because I'm haughty and superior. <laughs> All right, cool. So another minus one. We're at plus one right now. And have you worked this line or area before? I would say so. I think so. Yeah. I think actually, no, by definition, yes, because I have to have worked all 12 lines in order to become a master. Right. There you go. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you and have. do you have the support of another gang? I'm sorry. I should have asked you all these uh, questions. I'm assuming no. I don't believe Great. so. So no. we've we've got plus one. Yes. All right, Nico, make the roll. All right, so okay, yeah. So I'm rolling steel as for the anchor, and I get plus one plus my additional two. So I'm just gonna type this in. Cause I, don't, I don't think we have. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any macros there. Hmm. Not a great roll, but it is an eight. So. Hmm. I choose one of these options. Mm-hmm. You want to read the options quick? Yes. So I get to choose one of these three options. I can either seize the initiative. I can maintain an orderly disposition. The bulls are deployed where you want them and are ready for action. I'm not going to get that one for sure. <laughs> uh, considering these two, please. <laughs> um, uh, you seize a particular opportunity or advantage. Bulls take plus one ongoing while exploiting that advantage. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with you seize the initiative because that was the kind of the whole deal of like I have a sort of sixth sense for yeah, the ghost sure. coming. Definitely. So there's no particular advantage or opportunity. We just know we are just kind of ready for it. So we have I could, basically this is what I said earlier. Ghost coming. Yeah. And and you know, so. Yeah, weapons, weapons, and gear is is readied, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and so in addition, the bull who leads the team makes the opening move against the ghost. So you're you're the anchor, so you get to secure the ghost's attention and draw it into contact with you, rolling steel. Alrighty. Um, oh, before sa- you do wow. that, oh. same roll. Anyways, Whoops. yes. <laughs> um, I was gonna say before you do that. Um, choose one of the five options below steel that you don't want. Uh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. 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 Uh, the option I don't want to happen is, uh, I guess, panic, disengage, flee. All right. Cool. Cat, you so get to choose like seven. Yeah, one of the other ones. I, Do you see where we're looking, Kat? Yes, I do. So because he rolled low, we're we're failing. So because I rolled a seven to nine, I do one of the other four things. Um, so I will not panic, disengage, or flee, but you get to choose which of the other four things Kim Clay does. 
I think Kingclaith rages, loses yes. control, and does <laughs> unintended <laughs> harm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what does that look like? Uh, well, let's see. I guess if the point of it is to so secure the ghost's attention, draw into contact with you, um, I essentially just launch myself at the ghost, I suppose. <laughs> I'm sure I have yeah. some kind of ways to be tethered to the train. But uh, I think that, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll launch myself at the ghost, but uh, in the process, the, like, whatever line I'm connected to the train gets wrapped around someone's leg. I don't, either one of you, I don't really know. It's going to be my leg. Be. All right. So because because Arvis is not standing where she's supposed to be standing because oh, she doesn't yes. like taking orders. Ah, I see. Is the, the name on your badge is Slain, though? Slain. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I kind of launch myself at the ghost, just to try to, like, lock it down, basically, and wrap uh, wrap the cord around Slain's leg and drag them, so, like, sort of off the train with me, essentially. <laughs> well, I I guess if the ghost these... says, "Oh, that was the ghost." I assume that was slain. <laughs> I guess, judging by these masks on page two, it's like we should all be talking like Bane, basically. Like Bane. <laughs> Please, no. Or Vader. Uh, yeah, one, of the other, one of the two. So. All right, so you've locked up with this pink ghost, and I think that when you're engaging with a ghost, the ball sort of not it doesn't disintegrate, but it spreads out and takes different forms, and so it ba it meets you as a wall, Ooh. and you and you slam into it, and but you've done this before, and it hurts, but it's stuck to you, and. Cat, what role do you want uh, Arvis to have taken? Um, I, she can spider. I'm, she's she got spider? high finesse. Cool. Yeah. I think that. You know what? I think that uh, Colette was just really, really excited about the about the heavy lightning hook, like the big lightning hook, and it's really big. It. I think it's this. <laughs> it extends basically and it's this functionally like uh it's a five or six it's taller than she is with like the big hook at the end and so i think she's been she doing what she's been told she ru she runs up behind uh what's your character's name um kale she runs behind kale and kind of like pole vaults using it over her and then tries <laughs> to grab the ghost using the end of the lightning hook and trying to like spin it and throw it with enough force to put it outside the lightning barrier um do we think that is force or finesse uh nico well, you're my gm according to the sheet it's force to use a lightning hook so oh brutal all right um <laughs> oh, no. so my force is minus one <laughs> so I'm going to employ force. Um, just slash force. Just gonna do something. Two, six, minus 
one. Oh, I'm still gonna fail. Six. I was so close. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right. So uh, you get to make a move. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you want to read out the three options that you could have picked from if you rolled higher? <laughs> yep. Is so if I rolled higher, I would have had the option to say I do it quickly, I avoid trouble, compromise, or cost, or I do That's it impressively. Finesse. Oh, sorry. Um, I inflict great harm. I suffer little harm in return. You drive them back, see something, or create an opportunity. I got none of those options. Right. However. So <laughs> my interpretation of that is you inflict no harm, you suffer harm in return, <laughs> and you do the opposite of the dri- of drive them back. So <laughs> you pull them closer. Uh, yeah. So I think because I think the point of the the point of the lightning hook is to tear is to, is, is to tear the ghost loose from the train. So I think what happens is that instead you have you've sort of pole vaulted and because you're so inexperienced you managed to like drive me and you drive King Clave and the ghost like back onto the train. <laughs> so so now so now um Slain is like is is because like the, it's kind of looped around so the part with Slain on it is just like still kind of like flailing off the side of the train. Right. Slain yeah. is just like whacking into the side of the train. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um you suffer one harm, I think. I don't know. I don't know how yeah, much. sure. One harm, uh, and you're also kind of like, and then also that the the, uh, the hook is kind of like wedged into the train as well, and you're like kind of hanging off the end of it a little bit. Okay, cool. So I'm hanging. Yeah, so I'm hanging by the two hook. people yeah. both <laughs> hanging off the train a little bit right now, and and King Clay is just kind of like wrestling, I guess, the ghost into. <laughs> Like, God damn it, this is what happens when you don't listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Slane is is now, she's using her spectacular ab muscles that she had honed (laughs) back when she was a a young princess in this, the absolutely (laughs) incredible castle gym um, (laughs) to pull herself up, (laughs) up her tether. She she claws her way onto the top of the train. Her leg is just mangled. It's bleeding. It's bruised. Yikes. She cannot stand. God. She flops. She flops over onto her back. <laughs> and she she initiates uh her lightning web to attempt to help uh Kinclave, who's wrestling the the spirit. Alrighty. Right. Um, I'm your GM. That sounds like finesse to me. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think uh, probably you, c- um, King Clay, if you could assist here. Yeah, it works for me. Okay. Cool. So I have plus um, one finesse. Yeah. So you'll get plus two with King Clay assisting. Wait, so for assist, do I have to... Oh, wait, since for assist, it's like I have to spend one of the choices from the move from a roll above. Eh, whatever. Wait. Um because it's Oh, like, I see what it means. So when like you do every a move, move above you Okay, so never all right. So these. Okay, so never mind. So it's like I would have had to well, but steel doesn't even work like that. So Yeah. Right. So, so it's like but. it's like when you did force, you would have had yeah. to choose to assist. Right. If you had had an option. So it's all like setting up the next person. Got it. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. All right. So I do backslash roll space 2d6 plus 1. 
Yep. Yes. Correct. Assuming that's your finesse. Yep. Well, finally we well actually I guess I succeeded uh. technically, but <laughs> it's right. an eight. It's an eight, everybody. So amazing. Eight. So you do it, um, and choose one of the three options under finesse. Mm. <laughs> you can I all, do it you, impressively, stylishly, and to great effect. <laughs> <laughs> But not quickly, and not with, and not by avoiding trouble, compromise, or cost. Yeah. So yeah. I think I'm not gonna hit you on the quickly, but I think. Oh, but I feel like you should. It's so funny, <laughs> <laughs> just wrestling on the ground for like five minutes. <laughs> while, while Slane is composing like an elaborate, stylish <laughs> lace web. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, every time you have to reweave the lightning web. <laughs> Oh man! You made me drop a stitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about your stitches. Just That's... get it off me. <laughs> I'm doing a knit pearl pattern. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like that. So it takes a while. I think that you're Owie. you're you're creating. Yeah, I think that you're able to create like a really really powerful lightning web. This is this is what you're known for being able to do. You have just a very fine control, some say supernaturally fine control over the light over like the lightning barriers and that sort of thing. And so you basically are able to like really just encase this spirit. However, it takes you longer to do it. And in that time, I think the person who pays for that is, of course, King Claith. Uh, so King Clay, I think you're just gonna take you're just gonna take one harm from getting hit over and over again. Uh, well, fortunately, <laughs> I'm tough, so I get minus one harm. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, so that so you would have taken harm, but you don't because um, you're just used to getting I beat up all the time. Just that good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, the spirit I'm just is that physically scarred. But the spirit is now basically. Um, netted to the deck and is caught and is caught there you can at least say thank you for, for doing the job you're supposed to do hey know, guys gratitude <laughs> hey guys a, a little help over here and help. i'm bleeding out i think scapa is like still fighting to get the lightning hook out of the deck it's just it's just like slammed in and totally caught and she has really no way to, of getting it out. Uh, <laughs> yoink, Please just go over it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yoink, all right, yank it out. Thank thank with you. With her thank still on the end of it. <laughs> oh yeah, she gets thrown. Whoa, whoa okay. Uh, and so she sort of skips over to the now entrapped ghost on top of the deck, and she looks at us like. Well, that was that that was fun. Uh shouldn't be uh, fun. It should be efficient. <laughs> uh, uh I mean it didn't seem that dangerous, does it? And she like put pokes her head like her hand through the mesh. Oh and God. like and just and and then like ah! and you see like one of her fingers is blackened. She's like <laughs> <laughs> not, not the most fun. So uh, we get rid of it now. We just we just throw it overboard, right? No. No. We have to collect it into a spirit bottle. 
A spirit bottle? Yeah. We have two it's choices. Like you've never even done this before. This is my first time. That's oh. no excuse. <laughs> that is so lame. I didn't really pay attention at the academy, have to be totally Ooh, honest. They, they just Academy. They didn't have that when I started. <laughs> yes, well I You're so old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well they they just I, I seemed like a promising student, so I, I got the, the extra training that I required. Well, fat lot nice of good it did you. you. Anyway, so spirit bottle. So we just put it in the spirit bottle and then we throw it up the lightning barrier? I'm going to guess no. <laughs> <laughs> did you pay attention even a little bit? It, 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 like literally the like literally anything. Do you know anything about this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I know. I, I know a lot about the history of the empire. That was that was really interesting to me, mm. and I know mm. a lot about uh, spe specific old occult um, rituals. I, I was really interested in the myths class. That that was my favorite class. You know so. about the history of the empire. I lived the history of the <laughs> empire. <laughs> well, that's that. I don't have quite that um level of experience but but i think i can teach you a couple of things in, in exchange for you teaching me a couple of things about how not to get killed by ghosts you presume to teach me i could have been a queen <laughs> <laughs> if not for several major political events yes yes, yes. full catchphrase <laughs> Well, look, rule number one, you got to look out for yourself. And that's where these spirit bottles come in. Technically, I don't know if we're supposed to have them or not. But if you catch, them, if you catch a ghost in them, you can sell them for a nice little profit when you get to where we're going. In this case, Ravencourt. Oh, Fancy uh academics like you will pay a lot for these captured ghosts. Oh, yeah. Um. Do you think I can talk to it? Talk to it? I've always wanted to talk to a ghost. I've never been able to talk to a ghost before. Yeah, because they're m murderous killing machines. Like, Just talk to Kinclaith. She's old enough to be a ghost. Ha ha ha. <laughs> but I'm not a ghost because I haven't died yet. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Let, let's, so we'll let's spirit bottle it up and then sell it and we can evenly split whatever we make from that and evenly I'm split you did nothing oh look at that hill over there is beautiful i i'm gonna go watch the sunset and there is no sun <laughs> i'm gonna go watch the moon rise there's no moon either <laughs> this is a world of darkness <laughs> The sun was shattered a thousand years ago. I thought you knew stuff about the history of the empire and mythology. Oh, uh, maybe I just imagined the sun. <laughs> yeah, I lean she over to. She believes in the sun so badly. I lean that over. She can see I it. lean over to Slane and I'm like, I'm concerned. She's having hallucinations already. I think. I think there is a moon, right? I'm not. 
I mean, am I wrong about that? Scientifically, it doesn't matter if there's a moon if there's no sun to light it up. Yeah. Well, yes, but we don't. This isn't. I mean, what what I remember from the blades thing is that it's basically like dark all the time, and it gets a little bit lighter at like sun, essentially sunrise and sunset, or like dawn and dusk. So like, I don't oh know yeah, that's right. What that means exactly? So I mean, to, in my so I mean, in my my impression was that like there's just never any natural light source essentially. Yeah, I think there's like. It's like the moon is just like northern... a big dark circle, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like... it's not reflecting any light, and it's like, ooh, what a, what a nice darker part, or l- maybe less dark part of the sky than yeah, no, than that's normal. Fair. Oh, that's funny. Uh, let me look. I'm looking in the book. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's just like, yeah, you're you're right. It's just like so like. So at the time of sunrise and sunset, there's like a little bit of light in the sky, and nobody really knows where that comes from. Um, but mm, it's not right. it's not bright at all. It's not really illumination. So you're not watching the sunset. You're like, I'm gonna go watch the the daily sky, the twice daily sky lightning. Yeah, but it's so bright out here because there are no lights from the city. <laughs> you're you're looking through a lightning web, like <laughs> a lightning barrier. <laughs> Slade, I have some serious concerns about this newbie. Do you think when she touched the ghost and her finger got blackened, her mind got a little blackened too? That assumes that there's a mind to blacken in the first place. Ooh, good burn. We see in the background that uh, <laughs> that Colette is like hopping up and down trying to see over the lightning barrier. Oh my god. For what's outside. <laughs> Is the barrier not arched? Um, no, I think it, lo- it just goes straight up. Um, mm. And I think there's, I think it's more like there's a, so you have like two lines that make up the lightning barrier. And then like coming, what keeps ghosts from coming over the top is just that they really don't like to be near the lightning barriers and they get like shocked if they try mm. to come in through the top unless mm. that there's like an actual barrier there. And I think that's also part of that is by design so that when there is a ghost, what you're actually supposed to do is throw the ghost out through the top. Got it. Um, because ghosts get through the lightning barrier with some regularity when it's only that size. Mm-hmm. So I think we ha- we could leave you guys um, doing the spirit bottle and all of that. And I think we're gonna do a couple. Cut. Yeah, we're we're wrestling this ghost into a spirit bottle, and Scappa is just like, "I'm gonna go <laughs> watch the sky lightning." Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she's precious. Um, she's, so let's do some. She's something. She's something. Let's cut back to. Let's just do a couple flashbacks to get to know a little bit more about these different characters. And I think we'll start with um, Kale. And does Kale have a family? Um, no, no way. There's no way. Like, she joined. She became a bull because she was like even. I think even for like Severosi. Mm-hmm. You know, with this, like living in like nomadic, actually living living in nomadic groups probably means you have to work together a much much better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that Kale 
uh, it's not it's not that Kale doesn't work well with others, but like uh, had a for whatever reason had a hard time fitting in. Just as like a, it's just just Jesus not really a people person, so yeah. uh, and so kind of eventually was like found the uh, just found a job that suited her her talents, um, mm-hmm. and then ended up spending a lot of time in. Scovlin eventually as well. Why is she so motivated to stay alive? Well, because she sees what ghosts are like, and uh, she—I mean, you know, well, it's not guaranteed that you become a ghost if you die. She doesn't want to take that. She doesn't want to roll the dice on that front. Ooh, okay. Would she have had a conversation with a ghost at some point, which like convinced her? Of how bad a life it is, or something like that. I think just seeing it over the over decades and decades, right? It's like I think I think initially yeah. probably I think initially she didn't want to die because well, who wants to die, right? Like right. Um, and maybe she had some kind of imagination of like a life beyond the job, and I think over mm-hmm. time, um, over I think over time, you know, it's not like is this is not like a. I mean, I guess it's sort of sad. It's not like a tragic story where it's like she's so beaten down by the job, but it's like the more time she spent on the job, the more time she's been convinced that like there's not really a place somewhere else that she would be able to fit in. Mm-hmm. And then so she's like, all right, gonna try to keep this job for as long as I possibly can. And then the longer that she stays in the job, the longer she's like, ooh, dying seems like multiple. There seems like there seem to be multiple downsides to dying. Yeah, <laughs> not just one. Not, not just, just one. not just being dead. You could there there is a worse option. All right, cool. Um, I don't think there's a scene there, and I think that's fine. Um, yeah, it's, much, it's much more of a a lifetime of experience than one singular event. Yeah, I think, and and she's like, I think if we were doing a TV show, she'd be a character where it's like, oh, you get her deal. Just by yeah, like yeah. She introduced <laughs> her, and you t- t- held back to her, like, okay, I understand what trope this character is 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 fitting into. Like, we get it. Yeah, the signifiers are all there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so now we need to figure out how um, Colette ended up on the ghost lines. Um, I can freewheel, or Nico, do you, if you want to ask questions, we could also do that. Hmm. Well, since she came up through this newfangled academy, <laughs> uh, I feel like with the with the sense of an academy, I don't think it's like an actual academy. I feel like that's her putting a spin on it on some level. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I can only imagine that there there are there are different jobs or the, there are different things you could be trained for in the academy. How did she become a bull? Yeah, as opposed to some other job on the trains or. In for the empire i can only assume that there are others i think what so i think what happened is that so she, she went to the academy um pretty young i think she had like pretty successful aruvian parents who moved to akaros and they sent their kid to the academy and she was just happier than everybody else there and everybody fucking hated that <laughs> i mean yeah huge mood she's she's just it's just like such a dark sad world and she really hasn't known all that much pain in her life i think i like mo like everybody in this world has had so many people close to them die 
and she just hasn't and so i think that she was doing like really well in classes but everybody uh, but everybody was just not willing to put up with her shit and she was too bright to be around so she had no friends and ended up just getting pushed into the bull school rather than anything else um, because really nobody else would take her and the and the bull school is always looking for new people and of course she put a positive spin on it but she puts a positive spin on everything and yeah i think that's that was how it went uh, so did she grow up in Acheros or Eruvia? I think that she grew up in Acheros. And how her pa- how how do her parents feel about uh about her line of work, about her her choice her quote unquote choice of career? I think that she was the eldest of a very large family, and. It was like they had really high hopes for her and she went to the academy. Um, but she spent, I think the academy is like a really long haul process. I think you're there for like eight, ten years. And I think like they wrote letters, but over time, it just, they didn't care so much. And it became clear very early that she wasn't going to return to whatever city they were in full time and that she would be traveling no matter what she was doing. And so they kind of cut emotional ties as best they could. So, may, actually, you know what's happening? They're they're in Ravencourt, and the academy was in Wintercliff. And so she's actually going to see them for the oh, first I time see, yeah. in like ten years. Wow. You have any questions you want to ask, Cat? Anything you're curious about? Um. Did she did she have any potential love interest at the academy? Hmm. Interesting. No, but I think that there I think there's a boy she grew grew up with in Ravencourt Aww. that she's never forgotten. And he's certainly forgotten her, but she doesn't <laughs> she she doesn't know that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Thank God this character is so completely uh i'm trying to think of the word uh unknowing of all this 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 tragedy around her oh yeah i'm setting up for her to just be destroyed which is probably rude so it's probably for the best that she's probably going to die on this journey anyway oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) possibly the best outcome is that she doesn't get there yeah I was going to say, this is the steampunk version of New Kid, except for New Kid has a happy arc. (laughs) Yeah, New Kid has a happy ending. Uh, Cool. Um, All right, let's talk a little bit about King Clayth. Uh, Kat, do you want a free wheel or do you want questions? Not King Clayth, sorry. Uh, Slain. Arvis. Slain. I think, so Arvis, of course... When wait, when was this taken over? That's what I was wondering. I think this like Eruvia was taken over a long time ago. I think in I think in the Blaze book that's true. I think we are we, we have decided that that's not the case in our version of this world. Let's see. <laughs> cool. So stop me if this is ridiculous. Say whatever you want to say. Um, Arvis grew up in the palace as the heir apparent. 
<laughs> yes. She had just just a great time. She was raised to fight and also to, uh, you know, embroider, which is why she's so good at, at spider work. Um, she grew up with, like, a healthy education about the ghosts and is kind of morally ambiguous about them, doesn't really see them as uh, specifically evil as King Clave seems to. But when the when the empire was taken over the family much like uh much like the russian revolution most of the royal family was hunted down so she hopped on a train to to escape and get out of there and has been on trains ever since grandmother it's me <laughs> harvid <laughs> What? So, what sort of connection do you have with the ghosts or with some other force that you got through your family that nobody else has? I think Arvis maybe has some kind of communication ability and and has been honing that in hopes of one day using ghostly powers to overthrow the current uh, political structure of Aruvia. Fuck yeah. I think I think we'll have a flashback in a little bit. Um, but let's come back to the ghost line. Uh, so I think we're on top of the train again. And the lightning um, show that um, Colette was so excited to watch has started to die down. And she sorts, sort of ambles back, and I think the train is starting to get up into the mountains. I think it's going to be a three-day journey. And what does King Clayth notice that nobody else does that means that that is like a bad omen? That means that something like you've seen this like once or twice. You've seen this once before and something really bad happened <coughs> after it. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say it's I'm going to say it's the absence of ghosts because because uh, mm. we, we had the one early on and then I think it's I think usually it's like they're fairly regular, right? It's like it's essentially random. Yeah. on some level when they kind of show up so like you expect them so you can never exactly predict when they're gonna get there but you can predict with some a certain number kind of on some regularity right a certain number in a day or a range in a day and we're like way lower on the ghost encounters than we should be so it's like we had that first ghost and now we've made it into the, the night of yeah, the next day, like with the no whole day, ghosts. yeah, it was just nothing. Yeah, and it's like making, it's like giving, getting me really on edge. <laughs> yeah, cat. What do we do for meals? Do we descend into the train? Do we have our own little spot that we can eat on top? What's what's going on there? Um, I think there's one train car that has essentially an upper level, so we can kind of, you know, get down. We're a little bit protected, but but it's essentially like a half-covered kind of area that underneath there's more actual train car that carries people or, or goods, whatever this train is transporting. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. And then the, the train 
cook will like bring us meals there we don't go to get our own food we all right i think we're so i think we're all around like a little table eating some sort of porridge together it's not great and wow this is just exactly the type of food that we always had in the academy do you, do you think they standardize it across that would be that that'd be really smart because then you always know what type of food you're going to get in different areas and i i just know that i want to have a lot of just similarity and even when i've been on the ghost lines for years and years and years and gone to different places Scott, but i'll always yes if you're talking you're not eating <laughs> and you gotta eat <laughs> we have very short meal breaks Oh, oh, okay, King Clay. And Scapa takes one bite, looks at, it, looks, looks down at her porridge, goes to take another bite, and the spoon's halfway there. Have you ever thought about how <laughs> it must? <laughs> you know, when I was on the run from Imperial forces, I went days without eating. So if I were you, I would appreciate the food that you have and eat it <laughs> oh, 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 okay are you, when were you on run for the <laughs> Slain, are you still on the run from imperial forces <laughs> they're always out to get me they okay. know they know one day i'm coming for them i'm gonna take back my kingdom and then i'm gonna go out into the rest of the imperium and I'm going to find my abandoned family members. I'm going to bring us back together. And a new reign will start! You know, what I was reading in the history books, it, it seemed to me that the consolidation of the empire was better for everybody. You are I 19 mean, years old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You cannot treat individuals as a statistic. <laughs> from All my right. point of view the Aruvians are evil uh, I'm sorry what, <laughs> what was that? I, Star Wars was on the mind it's like from my <laughs> point of view the Jedi are evil oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay yeah, <laughs> yeah sure right <laughs> alright so I think we cut back and i think we're going to get our first glimpse of what's going wrong and i think it's deep in the mountains and we are so we follow the trail line and we go really really fast so like we start at the speed of the train and then get faster 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 and then we're like several days out and we can actually you can see that this is a spirit well like at the end of the mountain range and it is this mountain. And basically, you, you know when you like use a, you use a drill and like the type of borehole it leaves, where it's just really smooth and glassy sides. And it's just that it looks like somebody has just taken a drill and mm. drilled directly into the side of this mountain. Mm. Um, and it's about the width of a train, I would say this hole. And we see this thrumming, pulsing, glowing coming out of it. And we see one ghost get drawn into the hole. 
And then another ghost get drawn into the hole. And then another ghost get drawn into the hole. And then I think we come back and what is there a ghost alarm? Is there something that lets the bulls know that there's a ghost on the train? Um, well, we also can't be the only bulls on this, right? Like, there's gonna yeah, be I other think, gangs, like, yeah, I think it's a long train. train, yeah. So, I think there's, I think it, there's only three. So, I think you guys are the ones who are in the middle, and then there's another crew behind you, and another crew near the front of the train. Uh, I imagine that they essentially stagger our, like, meal breaks so that, like, there's always, like, you know, there's only one one team who's ever eating at once. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, yeah. Like, some kind of, like, little essentially Morse code kind of, like, light in the, in the, in the car that we eat in. Okay, so that, cool. Like, you know, so they can communicate of, like, if they're like, hey, there are, there are ghosts on your compartment on your side okay. of the train. Cool. I think it's just so. I think all it says is just contact. It's a big one, and you and you kind of feel the train shudder a little bit. What 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 they say? I I I wasn't so good at the whole Morse code thing. What is the point of you if you can't even do the <laughs> academic bits? <laughs> they didn't teach you Morse code in the academy. Uh, well, they do, and I'm okay. Like, if I had time and a piece of paper, I could write it down. Uh, could you tell them to send it again? Uh, and she like pulled. No, she, we can't. Oh, it's not possible. <laughs> you, you it's a one-way well, communication system. But so, so I can't like Morse code back to them. You can Morse code if you're on the top of the train, and you Morse code to the compartments inside the train. Which is okay. where they are not, because they just Morse coded to us. Simple uh, logic. Oh, well, I, I guess that makes sense. So, did they say anything important? Like, is there anything going on? Maybe we are suiting up as up we there? speak. Like, <laughs> Do you not see clue. how pale our faces are? Get a clue and, I, and get your suit on. I think, that, yeah, I think the two. Of... I'm a, I'm apparently finishing up smoking a whole pack of cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> since the last time I spoke. I think it's the porridge ate. It really <laughs> sticks in the back of your throat. It just coats the vocal cords. <laughs> Very phlegmy. Um, yeah. So I think that eventually, um, Coletta Scapa realizes oh they have been dressing this whole time i should probably get suited up too and she starts doing that um as king claith is already out the door uh yeah and i think uh king claith gets out the door before arvis yeah and i and, Col- and colette looks looks at arvis and is like am, am i really doing that bad look kid <laughs> Look, kid. Yes. Look, kid. <laughs> it doesn't start out easy, and it doesn't get easier. So you're going to need to toughen up a bit and care less what we think about you and care more about getting the job done. And then Arvis leaves. All right. I think we, I think we get a, a long shot of Scapa before 
she realizes, oh shit, I need to put all this stuff on. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, the kind of like, the kind of TV shot of like, wow, that really gave me a lot to think about. Oh, fuck shit I'm still (laughs) exactly alright and King Clayth gets to the top of the train and we see that there is a large ghost so if the other one was like the diameter of maybe a foot in diameter this is like three or four yards across which is like to be clear, King Clayth is seeing ghosts like this. King Clayth is seeing ghosts that are bigger than this. Mm-hmm. What this ghost is doing that King Clayth has never seen before is that this ghost is actively trying to push itself down into the train from the top. Mm. And so normally when ghosts get stuck in stuck within the lightning barrier, get, get stuck on the train line, it's it's a thing that kind of happened by accident. The ghost just happened was either like at the front of the train, and the lightning barrier sp- spat out there for a second, and it entered. Or same thing coming from the side. It's it's not like the it's not that ghosts are trying to get to the train. Now they're attracted to lightning barriers, but they're never actively trying to get in. This one clearly is, and is also clearly and you never really seen this before but it's almost like it's being pulled in a way that it doesn't want to go and that it's tr- it's trying to move back in the direction that the train came but it's being pulled along in the same direction that the train is going mm. and trying desperately to get into the barrier uh so slain you said that you've been trying to figure out how to communicate with ghosts yes how's that gone it's gone pretty well with smaller ghosts um but she's at the level of like you know you got your first phone and you're texting and so but it's the one where it has the numbers so if you want to do a c you have to press one three times (laughs) which is pretty slow so that's where she's at like she can get through it but it's kind of slow and clunky and um and she's hasn't She's never talked to ghosts this big before, for example. Okay. So I think immediately upon Slain getting up to the up to the level of the train and coming into the view of the ghost, all of the tendrils of the ghost, so there's there's always this like fuzz around the central ball of the ghost, all of that immediately like snaps to you. Not, not through the lightning barrier, but like snaps in your direction and is stopped at the edge of the lightning barrier. And you hear in your mind clearer than you've ever heard before in a big, deep, um, just like incomprehensibly huge voice. Let me in. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Arvis you know, falls back against the, the door of the part of the train they're exiting. And just like, oh my God. Did you hear that? And you see, at, and you see as time goes, like it's basically being scraped across the top of this lightning barrier, of this lightning barrier, trying to get in and sparks come up and hit it and hit it and hit it. Sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm confused as to where the ghost is. Okay. So the ghost is directly above the train okay 
above so above the lightning <clears throat> barriers and like we said before so you have these two lightning barriers that are running the length of the track and the way that ghosts are kept from getting up top is that they get shocked and like pushed outward whenever they try to move downward so you can you could imagine like you have two fans that are angled towards each other and so this ghost is like at the apex of those fans and trying to push its way down but is constantly being pushed up oh okay yep and at the same time it's being functionally dragged towards the head of the car and it's being dragged there while it's fighting to go in the opposite direction interesting so like in terms of like what is actually happening it's being pulled towards that hole we saw before and it really doesn't want to go there oh and the way and the way that it can be safe is if it can force itself in the lightning barrier because then it will no longer be under the effects of whatever is pulling it in that direction i see so cat you had just asked you you said out loud like did you hear that hear that hear what it needs our help it's in trouble it's a ghost (laughs) (laughs) doesn't need anything except to be put into a spirit bottle maybe well great then let's let it in and we'll put it in a spirit bottle well, we only do that when they get through the lightning barriers. We, you know, we don't just let ghosts through the. I don't even know if we can do that. You didn't hear it. It spoke to me, in my I th- mind. I think as this conversation is going on, we see um, Scapa emerge um, with again her very large lightning hook. She's like, "Whoa, that's a big one! I'm gonna <laughs> knock it off!" And she starts running towards it uh, with the lightning hook. <laughs> okay like <laughs> that is her job we'll see scapa scapa come here what come and, and scapa like stops and she's looking at the ghost and then back at um arvis and then back at the ghost and then back at arvis well Sc- I'm, g- I'm gonna knock it off scapa i need you to use your lightning hook to pull it into the train to, to pull it into the train Scapa, no, don't do that. Scapa, listen do to me. Do what you were going to do anyways. Scapa, you are from Eruvia. I could have been your queen. <laughs> <laughs> if not for several. Several po- major political, <laughs> major political <laughs> Yes, we know. Look, I know this sounds crazy, but I just, when I was in trouble, no one would help me. And now that ghost is in trouble. And I can't ignore it. We have to help. It doesn't mean harm. Do you think it'll talk to me? Well, when it has the opportunity to talk to me, I i mean, obviously it would choose me, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe if we got it in here, it would talk to you. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Scampa, no. <laughs> Scampa takes off um, and she's going, she's going to jump and try and she is so she's again she's not very like powerful or forceful but she is like not quick but she is very quick um she has like the thing where she's just faster than other people (laughs) and so she takes kinkley is definitely kind of like trying to catch up like running yeah like no don't do that is just like (laughs) <laughs> going off and so i think and she I takes like a big suit of armor on in addition to like right a normal yeah because you're so the anchor like, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so i think 
Scapa jumps and swings this big, long lightning hook up through the barrier over top of the boat over top of the ghost and tries to pull it down through the lightning barrier and that feels like a force roll yeah it certainly does yep. okay so that's a negative one. Ooh, can i assist in any way only if you've rolled before um so you could theoretically like roll an insight before that and then yeah. you can spend one of your hold on on it which actually might make sense in this scenario if you could tell me some way that would be make it easier for me to do this right um or it could just be that scapa takes off and probably fails at what she's trying to do <laughs> whatever yeah. you think Kat. i'll roll insight i feel like arvis is definitely yelling instructions and yeah. trying to help as best as she can yeah go idea. for it okay uh, so, so go ahead and roll an insight i have plus one insight All right, uh, I've got a 10. On a 10 or 11, hold two. And you can spend your hold one for one to ask the GM questions from the list under insight. Um, and you can also spend it um, to give me plus one on my roll. So do I spend one on an insight and one on you? Or do I spend uh, both together? Um, so you can only spend, I think, I think you can only assist once. Great, so I spend um, it to help. You. Yeah, and you can, and just so you can hold that insight and ask a different a question later if you want to. Yeah, what 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 do you say? To, how what do you say to me that makes it easier for me to pull this ghost through the lightning barrier? Let's see, Scapa, Scapa, jump closer to the left and then use the power up button on the handle. <laughs> <laughs> Scapa definitely didn't know that was there. Cat, <laughs> what are your gifts? What are the what are the characters' <laughs> gifts that you chose? Um, I chose Sly and Nimble. Okay. Okay. So, so I just wondering because Sly gives you a free insight question. So, oh, just. Oh yeah. Oh, and also attuned. So, oh, I have attuned. So yeah, I, was gonna say, I, I don't remember think Kat, that. Cat doesn't have, does not have attuned. Yeah. So you have. So you have two hold to ask questions now. Got it. Oh, and we see there's like a shot where Scapa looks at the at the button and says, oh, that's how you turn it on. Oh. <laughs> and hits it, and suddenly, like, the tip of the rod um, starts to crackle with electroplasmic energy. She's like, okay, here we go. And she jumps and swings it, and... Ooh. Come on. Ooh. 11. <laughs> All right. So I'm I just trying not to die here. And, <laughs> and I choose... Nothing I is choose... cooperating. <laughs> and I choose two. I don't want to inflict harm, I guess. Well, so I, mean, I guess I those other two options look good for you then. Yeah, so I suffer little harm in return and I drive them back, um, see something or create an opportunity. Mm. Um, Nico, you're my GM. I mean, I feel like well, don't you choose? But I mean, well, I choose the options. Um, so I choose the second two, which is yeah, I'm, want little harm. And maybe and it seems clear back. to me that like I mean, I, so you yeah, just, I can narrate too if I want. Yeah, but, yeah. it seems clear to me that the suffer little harm just means that like you actually managed to not get electrocuted by yes. the barrier, um, yes. and uh, and you create an opportunity. Like I guess the the lightning, especially the powered up lightning hook, manages to mm -hmm. basically like short circuit sort of the the lightning barrier itself, creating mm -hmm. a, a gap 
so basically intentionally creating the gaps that sometimes happen sometimes happen by accident. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, although intentional is an interesting word here because it's not like <laughs> it's not like Scapa knew that that's what was going to happen <laughs> necessarily. But yep. But it worked out for it her. Truly did. Yeah. Well, I think Shockingly Arvis well. maybe knew. Oh yeah. yeah. Arvis probably had a had a good idea about it, but. Yeah. I helped. You did. All right, so we have a big freaking ghost in the field. Um, and I think that you see the group, so the other group that's at the front of the train has seen that this ghost has entered. They probably did, They probably just thought that Scapa was fighting it, um, but they see that this is a large ghost that y'all will probably need help on. So they start running towards you. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> no! Support of another gang. This is not going to plan. Love that. And, and I think Scapa hears, like, faint, faintly. No, she doesn't even hear. She just feels gratitude being ex- extended towards her. Um, the, the ability to, like, understand what the ghost is actually saying is limited um, to Arvis. But, yeah, and then I think that Arvis hears in her head, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. But now we got to get you into a, a bottle or, or somewhere and hide you from this new team that's coming to throw you out. I, I will go in a bottle if it keeps me safe from what is ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, so Arvis, Arvis has a bottle handy because she's usually the spider. Yep. Um, pulls it out and starts trying to usher the ghost <laughs> into, the, into the bottle. And I assume Kinclave is maybe gonna try to stop me, or I'm I, not sure. I, I'm, I mean, I, I I'm gonna go with no. I mean, if you're putting it in a bottle, like that's where the ghosts go. Like, also, I mean, I think also, I'm, like with the new with the new gang approaching, I'm probably trying to like coordinate efforts with them. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm f- anticipating a fight, right? Right. Yeah. So, like, I'm kind of trying to prep for that. But if the ghost will just willingly go into the bottle, then I kind of am not going to interrupt that and also won't really have time to stop anything. So, Great. Well, my GM, do I have to roll to get this ghost in the bottle, or is it just going uh, Yes. I ha- so, um, first thing – actually, do this in a second. We'll do this in a second. I'll describe what happens. So, I think that the ghost starts moving towards the bottle – and then, in the same way that originally happened, its attention snaps to you. Mm-hmm. And you hear in your head, How do you understand me? Well, I don't know. I've always, I've always had kind of intuitions, and, and I've, just, I've been working on it really hard over the past 10 to 15 years. So, you know, hard work. I think you feel its attention on you and sort of like looking through you and trying to find something. Hey, stop it. And Get out of there. Arv- and, Arvis- <laughs> <laughs> and Arvis, you know what it's looking for uh, because you, in fact, a couple weeks ago um, made a pact and <gasps> you know what this ghost was running from and i think do you want to do that no i think the first thing we're going to do 
is I think you have to roll steel Mm -hmm. in order to hide this part of you from this ghost. Well, I've got a negative one steel, so. Nice. (laughs) Love that for you. Uh, So pick one option that you don't want to do. I do not want to collapse, let go, and give up. All right. Sounds good. Roll steel. All right. Oh, a 10. <laughs> Look at that. Damn. So you do none of them, and you're able to hide whatever this ghost is looking for within yourself. I told um, you it's been a skill I've been trying to hone for the past 15 years. It's just hard work. All right. Well, I'm not in a place so just, I'll go in your bottle. Amazing. For now. <laughs> uh, another thing, you sense that without extra work on this bottle, this ghost could break out of it if it Got wanted it. to. This is too small a bottle for a ghost of this size. Cool. What does this look like? This ghost willingly going into the bottle. Because this isn't something that uh, King Claith has ever seen. Um, Certainly not. Clearly something Scapa hasn't seen, but Scapa hasn't seen much. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Slane is standing with the bottle. You know, her arm is fully extended. The bottle is, is out. And then the ghost is swirling into a kind of a twister funnel and, and gently moving into the bottle. All right. And it goes all the way into the bottle. Um, you, there's a click cork and it. cork it and there's a beat and Scapa run, runs back says, we did so good we did so good together great job team and she puts her hand up for a high five uh, with Arvis Arvis um, doesn't high five her but she does put her hand out and taps her on the shoulder and is like you did good good job thanks thanks what, what did you think of that, King Clay? Uh, <laughs> I would rather not say. <laughs> I think that's best for everyone involved. <laughs> All right. And Thanks for the so help, fellas, but I guess we, we don't need you over here. Oh, all right, all right, all right. We'll all right, go right, back right. to our... Yeah. Uh, cat. Mm-hmm. So you have two hold on insight that will um, go away if you don't use them right now. Got it. Um, so if you want to look at the insight questions, you can ask any of those. All right. Um, what should I be on the lookout for? Hmm. That's a good one. I think that if any other ghost is able to find that um, i'm just going to describe it as like the part of you that has made this bargain the part of you that Mm -hmm. has been in some way um, demon touched or ghost touched if a ghost sees that it will freak out on you and if this ghost finds that out that could be a big problem because this ghost is more powerful than it seems Mm -hmm. and it already seems very powerful all right. 
And can I ask what's really going on here with regards to my pact? Or is that a secret from the audience? I think we don't know that yet. Yeah. Um, we can, we're going to, we're definitely going to do that scene. Mm-hmm. I can ask a different one if that's better, if we yeah. discover it Well, y- yeah, I feel like pacing wise, I want to do the pact scene a little later. Yeah. So we can do a different question. Then, um, then how, my other question then will be how is, um, how is Kinclaith feeling? The what are they really feeling question? Yeah. Um, suspicious of the two of you like uh let's see i guess suspicious slightly i don't know i don't um primarily uh primarily i'm trying to think of like what the right word would be i guess uh upset that like you know orders were disobeyed um because she is used to kind of running the show uh then let's see what do they what what does she want um i, know, I guess she, she i mean she wants she want you know she wants to get through this she wants to get through this alive she wants and she wants her orders to be followed if it you know because she feels that that's the best way for that to make that happen for her all right cool cool and i should probably Ooh. go because i need to help charlie set up that was what i was going to suggest yep so <laughs> we will Come back next time, and we all take some kind of sleep. Strange hole in the mountain. Yeah, I think it's so. It's, I mean, it's always dark (laughs) in this world, but yeah, I think it is our turn to rest uh, with the groups, and so we're gonna do that. All right, thanks for playing, guys. Uh, Let's do time dotties. All right. Yes. That was really fun. I love. Yeah, it's a good game. I I really like the games that like games that are like three or four pagers mm-hmm. that have like a really specific setup that you're playing with yeah because there are a lot of games where like this is how you can which like i've also written games like this but this is how you tell like a big general story and it works in this way and it's i just like having like the setting elements to work with uh is everybody at time that is yep all right yes. let's do it on 10 all righty Thanks for listening, guys. Again, that was a game of not follow. Why did I want to say follow? It was a game of Ghost Lines. Ghost Lines was written by John Harper. You can find all of his stuff at 17design.com. And if you like this show, go ahead and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That's super helpful for me. If you want to get in contact with me, Tucker, directly, you can email me at sceneplaypod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at me at scene underscore play. And now, I have a poem for you. This is The Spider and the Ghost of the Fly by Vakel Lindsay. Once I loved a spider. When I was born a fly, a velvet-footed spider with a gown of rainbow dye. She ate my wings and gloated. She bound me with a hair. She drove me to her parlor above her winding stair. To educate young spiders, she took me all apart. When my ghost came back to haunt her, I saw her eat my heart. <laughs>